Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. And uh, I'm always excited when I come to Redcliffe. It's just, there's just something about being in the house of God and here. There is a, there is a stamp of excellence uh, in your church. And I want to thank you for what you bring. Uh, heart of expectation as we come into the presence of God week after week after week is uh, what you have is not common. <laughs> I, I go to a lot of churches and to walk in here and see the spirit uh, that's over this house, uh, over your leadership, and uh, it, it's just simply quite remarkable. So I want to I thank you and I also want to honor you as well uh, for that. Well, I just want to share a couple, two passages of scripture or two verses uh, and then we're going to just see what God has to say to us. And uh, Pastor Sam said, just open up your heart to receive what God has for you. So we're going to read Matthew chapter 4 and verse 18 through to 20. That's actually three verses, Mike. Uh, That's the accountant in me. And Jesus. You you know, as soon as you see the name Jesus, is that something could take place. That in the presence of Jesus, that impossible situations become possible. That in the presence of Jesus, transformation can take place. Is that in the presence of Jesus, you and I can be put on mission and in purpose. And it says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother. And they were casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And then Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him is I found there is a great difference between the, the call of Jesus Christ and you and I actually responding to the call. Yeah. Is that it is God's responsibility to call us, but it is our responsibility to follow after him. Right. And so Jesus, walking by the seashore, sees two uh, brothers fishing and calls out to them, literally, hey, I want to get your attention right now. And he simply declares, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And their response to me is quite remarkable. It says, and they immediately dropped their nets and followed after Jesus. As I read this passage, I wonder how long it takes you and I to respond to the call of God. Is that when God comes and interrupts our lives, I wonder how quickly you and I would respond to that call. What what would we drop immediately to follow after Jesus? Um, Michael, one of the great life group leaders, why don't you just come up here? And as he's coming up here, just put our hands together. Welcome, Michael. He took the shortcut. How you doing, mate? You're so, so good. Thank you for coming. Just be here for a minute. I call, no, no, don't be scared at all. I've got nothing to say to you. You're just an illustration, seriously. I, I called Michael at 5.51, and it took him 12.9 Five seconds to respond to my call. You did take the shortcut, and I appreciate you taking the shortcut. We're going to admit you've been puffing by the time you got here. But it, 12.95 seconds to respond to my call, that, that's, like a, that's like a world record to me. That, that's a quick response. Let's put our hands together. You can jump back off stage. Let's... I wonder if God put a call out to you tonight, actually, and He set the timer. I wonder how long it would actually be, <laughs> how many seconds, how many hours, how many years. Yeah. 
that it would take for you and I to respond to the call of Christ. I pray that we would be the sons and daughters of God, that we would respond with such an urgency and such without hesitation when God just whispers in our ear to follow, pick up our cross, to follow after him, to go on mission and to go on purpose. Because these disciples here, or the, when the disciples, they were fishermen, it says they immediately dropped their nets and followed after Jesus. <laughs> we live in a time when people come when they want to come and they go when they want to go. Let's say I put out an invitation for all of you to come to my house next Saturday night, 7 o'clock. It's going to be a great party. Incredible food, great company. Pastor Sam and Caroline are going to be there. You wouldn't want to miss it. I know this, that the vast majority of you are not rocking up at my house at 7 o'clock. Is that there is a margin where you can come to my party. Is that most of you would arrive somewhere between like quarter past 7 and 20 to 8. Because you can't be the first one to arrive, hey? There, there's no atmosphere there. You, you can't come first because you've got the new outfit on that you want everyone to ooh and ah over. There's some nods. <laughs> Kate's like shaking her head there. Is like, <laughs> that there's a margin in which you can come. And so you come at whatever time you want to come and you go at whatever time you want to go. We live in that type of society. I know with the advent of social media, is that now, you know, back in my day, we we were very proper. We sent out, like, written invitations. Yeah. Put the, I know, Dan, it's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> the envelope, put on the stamp there. It took a few days to get there. People, then it was a turnaround time to get it back to you. But now with the advent of social media, you can just send out an invite immediately to all your contact base through Facebook. And uh, I'm slowly getting my, myself around these sort of invites there. And if I haven't responded to one of your Facebook invites, I apologize right now for you. But I've noticed this. A, when the invite comes out, there's a number of options of how you and I can reply to that invitation to come to the party or to the event. Is you can say yes, you can say no, and then there's an undecided box. <laughs> Has anyone ever used the undecided box? Oh, Charles, Michael. They're, they're the honest, they're, you are literally the honest ones, all right? Because I know how this works, even at my age, 50s, I know how this works now. Is if it's a really good friend of yours, without a doubt, if your calendar's free, you're pressing yes, you're going to that party, really good friend. But if you have one of those like mid-range friends, <laughs> you know, so where they sit there, you're not, you're not pressing the yes button that quickly. Is you're going through the invite list. <laughs> yeah, like all of you are right now, you're like, yeah, we've done that. Yeah, anyone else done that? Oh, Juan, thank you for your honesty. Like, so we're checking out the invite list. And if that girl's going, <laughs> you're definitely going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that guy's going, you're ticking yes right there. If that group of people are going, this is going to be a fun party. We're going to respond in that way. And I find so often we can do exactly the same with God. It's that God presents options to us. Well, not really an option, but we make an option. Is that, hey, God, you know what? I'm responding immediately to that. I'm ticking the yes. I'm in. If some of us say, God, it's a no right now. This is an inappropriate time for me. Can you come back at some other season in my life? Because right now is not the right season. Or we decide, it's, you know what? I'm undecided right now. I'm just going to just wait. See, what, see if he has another opportunity for me. As I can compare opportunities <laughs> there and make a decision. No, I pray that you and I would be like these two fishermen. That when Jesus comes along and calls our life, 
is that no matter what that call looks like, is that we're going to immediately drop our nets and follow after Jesus. I love that God would call us. He believes in you so much that he would call you into mission, that he would call you into relationship. That blows my mind that the Godhead wants to partner with your life and with my life. With all of our faults and failings and potential insecurities, is God says, I, I want to partner with you. And I want to put a call on your life. Would you respond to the call? I found in the kingdom of God, there is not a problem with God's calling. But there can be a problem with our response to the calling. Is that God's calling is a whosoever call. It's a call for all. It doesn't matter what our background looks like. It doesn't matter what our present condition looks like. Is that God gives a call out to all of his creation. And I wonder how you and I will respond to the call of God. And so Jesus is walking down by the seashore. He sees two brothers. And he calls out to them and says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus is saying this. That if you follow my call, I'm going to take you from being the fishers of fish to being fishers of men. Hello, buddy. I'm going to transition you from being fishers of fish to fishers of men. I'm going to go this way, see what he comes back and follows me. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? Jesus is saying, you're doing the right thing, but in the wrong location. Yeah. He says, I'm going to shift your life, and I'm going to take your skill set of old, and I'm going to reshape it into a new way, into your future. He's saying, guys, everything you have done in your past was all meant to be to set you up now to your future. You follow my call, and you are going to start fishing in the right spot, the right location. But I'm going to shift your life. And I believe tonight, and I'm prophesying, I've prayed this week, is that there will be lives that will be shifted in the kingdom of God tonight. And at the end of this meeting, we're going to open up the altar call because I believe there's young ones here that God is going to shift you and transition you. There's going to be older ones here where you're going to look at the skill set that God has developed in your life through various vocations. That he's going to shift you into something new in your future. Not that that has all been a waste. No, he says, I'm just going to reinvent what you have learnt over the time and just reshape you in a new way. Is that you are great fishermen of fish, but I'm going to make you fishermen of men. I love that the kingdom of God is a disruptive kingdom. Yeah. Is that God disturbs us. <laughs> Have you ever been disturbed by God? I remember specific times and places in my life. I remember at 15 being disturbed by God. I remember at 26 being disturbed by God. So I remember at 34 being disturbed by God. I remember at 54 being so disturbed by God in the situation. I wonder the moments in your life where you allow God to come and disturb every aspect and every area of your life. The, the actual shaking of God over your life, the shifting of your life, whether it was to change vocation. Or was it a step out to something else? Or a venture or a dream that he placed in your heart that there was just a, God just disrupted your life? I found that Jesus is a great disturber. Is that Jesus messes things up, but in all the right ways. <laughs> he comes and disturbs his creation. And here he disturbs these two fishermen on the beach and disturbs them for good. I found many of us just want to carry a little Jesus around. 
We just want to live comfortable, peaceful, blessed life. We carry Jesus around our back pocket. Wherever we go, come with me, Jesus. I found that Jesus can't go to all the places you and I want to take him. But I don't want a little Jesus I can carry around. We need a big Jesus who can carry us around. Would you and I respond to the call of God? See, you and I are not designed to live the life of status quo, life of average. If you want to live a life of status quo, I don't think Jesus is for you. If you don't want to live an uncomfortable life at different times, I don't know if Jesus is for you. The great promise is that Jesus is with us. It doesn't promise it's going to be comfortable all the way. And there is times of great comfort, and I love those times. And there's times of great uncomfort. And, you know, initially it's like, oh, what's happening now? But as we continue to walk with God, the uncomfortable starts to fit upon us all, and it becomes comfortable. Because God's grace and his peace is upon us. Would you allow God to come and disturb your life? So often we can carry around the big please do not disturb sign. We even try to be polite about it. We say, please do not disturb you. No, no. <laughs> no you, you meant to disturb me. Don't say please in front of it. You, you've disturbed me already. I'm there. But so often we can carry that around to humanity, but also to God. And God, please do not disturb. Not right now. I'll let you know when you can come and disturb my life on my terms. No, no. Would you allow God to disturb your life whenever he desires? every disturbance God makes, something shifts and something changes. That was a good woo. Thank you for that. Genesis chapter 1 says this, the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the face of the waters and then God said, one God said can change everything. One disturbance of God's voice, one disturbance of God's touch can change absolutely everything. And then God said, let there be light, and there was light. I love it here, the Spirit of God was hovering. As the Spirit of God was poised way back at the beginning of creation, and the same Spirit of God is poised right now in this moment to move upon individual lives and on individual hearts. And here it says the the earth was without form, it was void, there was darkness over the face of it. And maybe you could take an analysis of your life right now and you can see that you may be in a dark place, you may be in an empty place, you may be in a place where there is void. And all you you and I simply need is just one voice from God to change everything. To take us from a place of emptiness to a place of overflowing. To a, from a place of darkness into his glorious light. Would you allow the presence of God to disturb us? There's another passage of scripture. Is that Elizabeth, who is Mary's uh, cousin, is pregnant with John the Baptist. And Mary, at the same time, is pregnant with Jesus. And in Luke 1 and verse 41, it says this, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) What an encounter right there. And so Mary is carrying Jesus with child. Elizabeth is carrying John the Baptist. Mary walks into Elizabeth's house, and now Elizabeth and John the Baptist are in the presence of Jesus, and the baby leaps inside of the womb, and Mary starts speaking in tongues. She's filled with the Spirit of God. That that is one of the greatest disturbances ever. And you cannot tell me the baby that is in the womb is not alive. Because <laughs> it's Jesus 
just entered into that situation, there was a response from Elizabeth, but also a response from the baby that was in her womb at that time. Would you and I allow God to continually disturb us? See, we're, we are always in the presence of God. But when we have this awareness of being in his presence, would you allow God to disturb your life? As you have an expectation for God to move, God, God would you disturb me? It is the scariest prayer to pray. God, I'm available for disturbance at any time. Whatever you need me to do to accomplish, I, I pray I'd be one that would immediately drop my nets, is that Jesus, when he stepped foot on earth, he disturbed humanity. He disturbed blind eyes and deaf ears. He disturbed withered hands and leprous skin. He disturbed minds that were tortured. He flung open prison doors. He disturbed humanity at the cross and at the resurrection. Is that everywhere Jesus stepped, he made a disturbance for good. And any disturbance that Jesus makes in your life will always be for good. For your benefit and also for the benefit of others. Would you allow Jesus to be the great disturber as he comes and calls you? Would you and I drop the please do not disturb sign? So this verse goes on and says, follow me and I will make you. It's two completely different things here. The follow me part is our responsibility. The making of us part is God's responsibility. <laughs> and I am so glad that you and I, we are not self-made. We are God-made, fashioned and formed by God. We have the response and the ability to say, hey God, I'm following after you. And as we follow after Jesus, is that God is going to make us. And there's been many times where I've prayed, and this is a, this is a, this is a noble prayer. I, I've prayed, God, would you change me? Would you change me? Would you change this area of my life? Would you change this area of my life? And I've gone on to, God, would you change them? And would you change them? And would you change them? Is that God spoke to me one day when I was praying like that. And again, I was saying it's a wrong prayer. But God's saying, hey, Mike, would you, would you just change all that? Let, let me give you an idea as to how to bring change around about your life. He said these words, just follow me and I will make you. Yeah. To, to the measure that you and I follow after Jesus is the same measure that he will make us. Yeah. If you are pursuing Jesus with everything inside of your life, he is going to fashion and make your life into something so magnificent right. that you could never even imagine. So it's not about me just focusing, God, I need to change, I need to change. It just takes 28 days to make that happen. No, no, no. No, I just need to open up my Bible and follow after Jesus. I just need to find myself in the house of God. I need to find myself in a life group and relationship. I need to be using my gifts and talents in the house of God and the world around about me. It's not about self-change. It's about following after Jesus wholly. And he says, I'm going to make you. I'm going to make you. And God's making of our lives is better than anything we could have ever made. As I think of my insecurities as a teenager and in my early 20s, I, I, could, I could never have made this. <laughs> what a specimen. <laughs> I couldn't have. Only a hand of an incredible God could make anything of this. I remember there's somebody this morning uh, sitting just around where you were, Dave. And uh, he said to me, oh, your face is so familiar. Like, you know, where have we met? It's some church. He said, I said, no, 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 I, I don't know. I don't know at all. And he's like, oh, well, you just, it's like, 
you just have one of those ugly faces. Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah that's right. That's so, yeah. I, I, and he said that to me. It was one of your congregation members. Like, literally. <laughs> I'd never met before. If it came from Dave, I'd understand. But this guy I'd never met before. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Great self-image. I'm there. But as you look at your life now, of your journey with God, you could never have made you. His handiwork is phenomenal. My God, look at you, Stacey. You are all things spectacular of what you can do. Your creativity, your ability to sing, all of those things. How God has shaped your life from where you were 10 years ago. It's a miracle. It is phenomenal. You could never have done that. Although you're awesome, you could never shape your life like that. Would you allow God to shape your life and the way he shapes us is saying, I'm following after you. I'm picking up the word of God. It's Pastor Sam, that's offering message, what a cracker. <laughs> if you and I get that, if we get the principle of God, the promise will always flow. But so often we want the promise without the principle. Never going to happen. You know, Moses so desired the promised land. But he comes to a point in his life where it's like, God says to him, Moses, you just take the people up to the promised land, but I'm not going with you. Go. The promise is all there. Just go. And Moses comes back and says these words. You know what, God, if your presence does not go with us, we're not going up there. Yeah. It was a complete flip for Moses. The goal was not the promised yeah. land. Yeah. The goal was always the presence of God. Yeah. Yeah. Would our goal always be the presence of God? Yeah. That we're going to follow wholly yeah. after God. And when we're in that spot, he makes us. And he is going to make you incredible. And it goes on and says, and they immediately dropped their nets. Uh, I wonder tonight what you and I have to drop in order to respond to the call of God. These guys dropped their vocation and followed after Jesus. I wonder what it is that you and I have to drop. And I know there's been times in my own life where God's disturbed me. And I know I've had to drop some things, but I've held on to those things. Yeah. It's like, this is who I am. This is my identity is in this. My, I, I can't drop that because I'm so insecure. I, I can't let go of that because fear is just going to grip my heart. I, I wonder what it is tonight that God just wants to break the chains over your life that you no longer have to hold on to that. You're no longer defined by that thing. You're no longer defined by the words of others that you would immediately drop those things and follow after Jesus. Just as the musicians are coming. So I find their response is quite just remarkable. They immediately dropped their nets and followed after Jesus. Time and time again throughout the word of God, when God calls different men and women, is there tends to be always an excuse. I can't fulfill that. Moses, no God, no, I can't. I can't be the great deliverer. I have all of these reasons why. And at different times, we all have a different reason as to why we can't. But I, I pray tonight that you would drop what you need to drop to follow after him yeah. and give him an opportunity to make us yeah. and that. And we fast forward to the end of the book. Is that here, 
these brothers have dropped their nets and we go to the, the book of John in verse 21 and Peter who just years earlier responded to the call of God and said I'm going to drop my nets and to follow after you is that he has denied Christ. He's at a place where there's confusion in his head. Well, what was that about? What was that call about? What's happened to this man that called me three years ago? In John 21, verse 3, it says this, And Simon Peter said to them, I'm, I'm going fishing. As I, I find often in our walk with God when things don't go our way is the thing that we had dropped some time ago we have a tendency to go back and pick it back up. Three years earlier, he responds so incredibly to the call of God, and he immediately drops his net and follows after Jesus. But when things don't go his way, is he says, I'm going back to what I know. Even though that Jesus shifted me for a season, I'm going back to what is known. And I think that's one of the greatest dangers that you and I can face is that when we've dropped something to follow after God, to, to don't go back and pick it up again unless God directs you to go back and pick it up. Yeah. And he said, I'm going fishing. And they said to him, we're also going with you. And so they went out immediately, got into the boat, and they, that night they caught nothing. Yeah, you know, these guys, these professional fishermen, as you read through the Gospels, they never ever caught one fish without Jesus' help. They were professional fishermen. They knew where to fish. But every time they went out fishing, they caught nothing. <laughs> it's like, how frustrating. Then Jesus comes on the scene, and nets are overflowing, boats are overflowing. As you and I, don't, don't fish alone. Don't do anything alone. Because when God's touches on something, it's always going to be better than your best. <laughs> but when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, do you have any food? <laughs> and they answered him saying, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you'll find some. And so they cast, and now they are not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. There... As soon as he come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. And Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land full of fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. And Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. I find this remarkable. Peter says, I'm going fishing. Three years earlier, he says, I'm dropping everything to follow you. Jesus says, he's got so much concern for us. He says, throw the net on the right side of the boat and they throw it out and 153 fish is remarkable. They come to the realization it's Jesus calling on the sea. And the thing that Peter desired the most, that he would have a boat full of fish, he puts his clothes on and he dives into the water. He's ha he has what he has been looking for. He's gone back to it. But at the voice of Jesus, he would just jump off that boat full of fish and swim to shore. And Jesus already has in his hand and also on the barbecue, that which Peter desired. Is what you and I desire in the kingdom of God, God already has in his hands. And it's just out of relationship that you and I, that God makes that available to us. 
And so whatever you have dropped in your past, don't pick up in your future unless God asks you to do it. Because God already has that in his hand waiting for you and I. I wonder what you and I have to drop, jump off tonight in order to receive what God has for you already in his hands. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.